three, two, one. And welcome to What the Shuck. My third guest is going to be one of my ride or die buddies from back home. I've been friends with him since we actually played Little League Baseball in the Yankees. And he has always been a huge influence on me in becoming funny and pushing the bounds of how to express myself. So fast forward to today. He is one of the top up-and-coming comedians in Kentucky and can be seen telling jokes across Kentucky, Ohio, West Virginia, and more than likely soon to be on your TV and probably having a podcast. And without further ado, my good buddy, Nick Cheney. What's up, guys? Uh, I don't know. What do I talk about now? Funny stuff, right? Is this where I make people laugh? What's up, guys? I'm glad you're here listening to Chuck. He's helped me a lot listening to him sometimes i don't listen to him that usually backfires i don't know what's up what are we doing here today what's the word um just really wanted to bring nick on uh because throughout this journey he's uh been right along the side the whole time uh he started going to ebf with me but also he's been a really good friend uh since before that Uh, we actually lived right up the road from each other growing up and uh, nick's always been a hilarious guy and uh someone who actually always really looked up to um, he is a couple years older than me, so he was kind of like someone who I always thought was super cool. And I really always wanted to um, emulate what he was doing because he was always willing to uh, push the barrier on in terms of like what would be uh, what he should be doing. So whether he was like doing stand up or he was just um, doing uh, MMA, it was always something that was adventurous and fun and was in some way expressing himself. So um, he's really continued to do that. And the reason that uh, I really have um, feel like I've been able to flourish so much has been because um, right as this weight loss journey began, he was like, "Dude, you should start doing stand-up comedy." He's like, "You're a pretty funny guy, and it's just a really cool way to like express yourself." And he had already been doing it himself for like a year and had uh, been uh, seeing some success. Uh, so this has actually been a year later now. Yeah. Uh, so now he's really killing it, and he's doing his he's hosting shows and uh, getting paid sometimes, and it's just really awesome to have seen this uh, from the beginning, but also he's been able to see my own journey from the start to the beginning, or yeah. to, the, to right now. Yeah, I would like to have uh, lost some of that weight with you along the way. <laughs> I've had a lot of opportunity to do so. I've not followed through on that, so that's something I'm looking to do as well. That's why this guy definitely keeps me motivated there. But yeah, dude. Uh, I think it's cool you came out and tried it, man, a few times. I mean, not just like tried it, you fucking came back, man, and that's, you know, like you talked about martial arts, anything else, comedy is very much that way, and that, like, it will weed people out fast, and, like, the weak fucking get rid of themselves, you know, and they don't come back very often, and so, just coming back to win, you know? Yeah, and I think that uh, just getting the courage to go back on stage has been a really big thing that I've really enjoyed was because it's really shown me that... Um, there are going to be moments in life where we face things that we don't necessarily want to do, but if we really get up there once we're doing it, it's actually really freaking fun and like just a really cool way to express yourself. And that's also led to other wins in life just because I've been willing, because I've been like, that is like the most expressive and um, just going over and doing something that's really kind of scary. And it's really helped me to build courage in other moments of life when I'm like, hey, like, you know, this is going to be beneficial because in some way, you know, me getting through this yeah, is actually going to help me be stronger. Yeah, being uncomfortable. Yeah, and that's just a huge part of being on stage is you mm-hmm. you have every eye in the room looking at you, and it's up to you to make them laugh. I mean, literally the last time I went on, 
uh, I don't think anybody laughed pretty much the whole time <laughs> that I was on. And it was awesome. It, it was, was so humbling yeah. because I was like, all right, hell yeah, like I suck. Like yeah. I, I need to work on something. And because I had gone on stage and done a decent job uh, the first like five or six times, yeah. this like seventh time I was like, oh shit, that hurt. But it made me like it more yeah. because I was like Absolutely. experiencing that failure. Yeah. Well, it happens to everybody though, man. I mean, sometimes you have a bit that works, like it'll work, it'll work, it'll work. And then you just get to a room one night where it just don't work, dude. And it just, it hurts, man. <laughs> it hurts your soul because you're like, fuck, man. I thought that was funny. Because like you thought it was funny to begin with or you wouldn't even fucking said it. And then if that was reinforced by like crowds of people in different times, different places. And you're like, oh, this is really funny. And then somebody just sets and looks at you and you're just like, fuck, dude. <laughs> then you're questioning everything you've ever done in your life. Yeah. But that is what, it's, I don't know. But you go back anyway because fuck it. You make it better. You go back. You try it again, you know. I know that the prior times I had done things, I definitely had done jokes that um, I had done from the first time, but this time I had done some new ones, because mm-hmm. I was like, I need to start working on some new ones, because I feel like I do have kind of good timing with my other ones, so mm-hmm. now it's time to start working on some yeah, new work. And it's just like, when you go to the gym and you're working on a new move, it's just like, doing that repetition of doing it over and over is just so beneficial, because you're gonna find new ways like jujitsu or like boxing. It's like you see an opening that you maybe didn't see a time before. Absolutely. And you're like, this is my chance to maybe change this joke up. Yeah, for sure. You get more comfortable all the time. Well, um, I wanted to bring Nick on just because he's one of my good friends and it's the holiday season. Um, So one thing I was actually really wanting to discuss with him was um, what his top five uh, Christmas movies are. Um, (laughs) It's the holiday season and I don't know, maybe he can give me five, maybe not, who gives a fuck? Uh, a Christmas Story, probably, probably top one, just because of the nostalgic value of it, because it's on every year, you know what I mean, at Christmas, so it's like it's a, in the background of a lot of Christmases, I would say. Um, fuck, I don't know, I like the Griswolds, and what's that shit, National Lampoons or whatever. Yeah, Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation, that shit was good. Uh yeah, I don't know. I'm like only I'm stuck in the '80s. I'm thinking like all old ass Christmas movies. I don't know. Uh, Bad Santa, right? That was pretty good. It's a great one. That's actually one of my favorites. I feel like that's a dark horse. Fuck yeah, Bad is. Santa is the shit. Uh, Elf, pretty good. Will Ferrell's hilarious, right? Can I name five? God damn. I mean, maybe The Grinch is so Christmas. Which one? I don't know. Three. Yeah, we're, Jim we're scratching that. Yeah, Jim Carrey for sure. If we're talking the Grinch, I don't know. I'll yeah, we'll accept it. All right, and then another another question is: Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I don't think so, man. I mean, I know what it takes part in the place on Christmas Eve or some shit, and everybody. I don't know. It doesn't feel Christmassy to me. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. That's uh, the, debate that shit, world. Honestly, I, I can't really help this debate because I feel the same way. Yeah, it doesn't feel Christmasy when I watch it, so I, it doesn't feel like a Christmas movie. I don't know. I mean, maybe it is. Like, I guess if you want to fucking read the script and tell me that <laughs> the date on the script, then cool, man. You know what I mean? Cool fucking story, bro, but I don't know. It don't feel Christmasy to me, so whatever. Um, and I feel that same way. I, there's so many people who I, I ask that question pretty frequently around this time of year because I was listening to ESPN like last year and they started asking yeah. that. And I was like, I had no idea this was even a question. Yeah, dude, that happened to me this year. I didn't even know this was a thing until recently. I was like, I, I couldn't even believe it. I was like, what? 
Yeah. Or, yeah. Or Christmas movie? No, it's not. No. <laughs> you mean that action movie that I watched as a kid? And then they're like, number two is even on Christmas, bro. And I'm like, it, it still doesn't feel very Christmassy. No. Maybe like, it feels Where's like. Where's the fucking mistletoe? You know, tell me it, that. It's even more extreme than like the Grinch of like being like just dry and just. Obviously, yeah. the Grinch is an asshole, but you at least get the theme of Christmas. With Bruce mm-hmm. Willis, you're just getting pretty Grinch feelings, but he's a pretty Grinchy guy. You know? Yeah, for sure. I like Bruce Willis, but he's kind of an asshole. Yeah. But he was... Yeah, it's true. He was a badass in Pulp Fiction, though. True. So, there's that. I don't know. He's done a lot of cool shit. But then, you know... I don't know. I think after a while, like, you got to do some douchey roles. Because it's like, the money's too good to turn it down. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? They just That's call you true. out there like, hey, Bruce Willis, you want to make $30 million? And he's like, I'm listening, you know? <laughs> like... Well, you know, fuck it. I'll be an accountant, you know. One movie that comes to mind for me is Cop Out because, like, that same year that Cop Out came out was also the same year that um, the movie with Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell came out called The Other Guys. Yeah. And it was like, these are like the same exact movies, but like from different studios. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> this cop hates this stupid ass rookie or like whatever new guy to the squad. And it was just like, they're both hilarious movies. So I'm not mad about it, but like, I'm definitely team other guys. Yeah. Or either one as good as Training Day, which is basically the same movie as well with a way worse ending. Well, Training Day is like super serious. It's I not know. like funny. I know. I was joking because like it's like this hot young cop guy who like doesn't like you know the new the old guy doesn't like the new guy, but then he's like warms up to him, and then they they make friends, but then in the end he fucking takes a dark turn. Do you know that Bruce Willis, or not Bruce Willis, but uh, Denzel Washington's um, son is actually a pretty successful actor? No, I could believe it though. I can't remember his name, but he was in the Black KKKsman or whatever, and then he was also he's also in the show Ballers, and he's also about to be the lead actor in Christopher Nolan's new movie. So yeah, must be pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I feel you. He's in Christopher Nolan's movie. Yeah, for sure. Didn't Christopher Nolan make a Batman or some shit? He made all three of the Batman, the most the recent. Ones, right? Not yeah. the, well, technically, I guess not the most recent one, but. Okay. He made like the early the one 2010s. With like and fucking, yeah. All that shit was, it was Dark like, Knight Rises. He I made that. I want to say maybe out. 2006, 2012 was the series. Okay. Cool. Those were sick. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you like Batman, but I do love Batman. Batman but I do. I feel like Batman is the coolest guy because he's like a human and I don't know. I don't know how you feel about like Yeah, but he's like super rich. rich. So, so what? I don't know if I can't like really It's not still understandable. <laughs> it's like he's just always talking to his fucking butler and you're like, I wish I had <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> all shit, you know? I don't know. I was just like I just want somebody to make me a sandwich, you know? It's like damn he his butler like even gives him stitches and shit. This <laughs> yeah, right. bowler does how to like do everything. It's yeah, like, damn, like, I need a fucking He just bowler. happens to be a fucking, he's like an old British guy for some fucking reason when he can have like a hot, you know, any fucking ethnicity, whatever. He wants, it's this old fucking British guy, right? And then it's like somehow he's a field medic, you know, because he did time in the fucking war or some shit, you know? And he's like, I don't know. You're right. Alfred, he, Alfred's also a fucking race car driver because he needs to get a, every now and then his vehicle will fail and Alfred's just there to like <laughs> scoop him up and shit. You know, it's like, what's Alfred really been up to his whole life? You know what I mean? 
I want to see that movie. What's Why isn't he out kicking yeah. ass and And then another thing that I always am always confused about is how the hell does like how do they keep hiring goons in these movies? Who who keep like the guy that's making these Indeed and LinkedIn ads for the Joker must be like the best fucking he's yeah. like the most persuasive guy in the world because they just keep coming back yeah but I mean I feel like it would be intoxicating to like get a job based solely on how you look like in some ways it's gotta be flattering so like even if you're the fucking goon when somebody's like dude you're the guy you're the guy we're looking for they're like oh shit I'm the guy I've never been the guy and then they're like you're the guy and here's the check and then they're like holy shit I'm hooked so like you keep going back. Why not, though? I mean, why do you guys have you such know? a high turnover rate? <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Well, um, we fight Batman. Nick and I are drinking a nice, um, beautiful glass of Woodford Reserve. That's right, Woodford. Uh, I would like to have some sponsorship for my comedy career. If you would like to talk about it, I'll. Uh, I'll start doing one of these and start videoing it. Fucking drink your whiskey just on the internet just all the time. People will love it and then buy your shit. (laughs) Pay me money, right? Well, I don't know if they're going to ever pay you money, but we're also having a Yingling Light Lager, and it's pretty good, too. Yeah, that's good, too. Yingling, what's up? Um, Oldest brewery in America. Did you see how I did that read? Damn, dude. It's... Pretty crisp. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not a big lager guy, but I actually am kind of enjoying this. It's better than water metal lager oh, yeah. for sure. It's not bad at all. Um, probably not gonna help your ad status any if I'm watering down the ad yeah. status. But it is also nice, support it this is also, podcast. What the show? What the show? <laughs> what the yeah. show? Um, well, a huge goal of mine is definitely to uh, express and give a platform for artists and people who um, I believe really make and help people smile and just be happy and have a good time and express Kentucky and um, Nick is obviously someone who does that he's fucking hilarious and um, we have I have had some of the most in-depth conversations with this guy and that's why I had to have him on the show was just because I knew we could just be silly and I could have my most informal episode definitely to this moment um, and just have a good time because we had we sit in the sauna and just goof off for like 20 minutes at a time and we're just in there dying and you know he's kind of the guy that's been so influential to me to make this happen because he's just always been like dude you should you can you should do it and um, so one thing I really, really have been trying to do is to, or I want to do, is to give a platform for artists in this area, and in particular, himself being a comedian. Um, so do you have any big shows coming up or anything that you are, like, working on that you oh, kind of want to let the people know about? Ah, uh, shit. Shows coming up. What is today? What is today? Uh, I guess next Friday, the 27th, I'm hosting a show at Fairfield Pub. In uh, Fairfield, Ohio, I'm there the last Friday of every month at nine o'clock. I got uh, fuck, I forget the lineup, but it's gonna be good, and it's gonna be a good lineup. <laughs> it's always good. I know Blake Hammond is uh, is headlining. I think I'm gonna get you the lineup, folks. That's how much I care. You know what? No, I'm not. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but uh, I know I'm doing uh, something. I want to say it's January eighth at Cosmic Charlie's. I agreed to, uh, yeah, let's see here. 
January 8th at Cosmic Charlie's. We're doing a show. It's going to be some sort of benefit show, as far as I know. I think it's going to be kind of a mixed arts show. There's going to be a lot of visual arts there, a lot of artists there, you know, with uh, with their work. Uh, that work's going to be for sale. Uh, proceeds are going to charity. Uh, I think it's $10 at the door. There's going to be a couple short films get shown up front, and then a comedy show, and then a concert after that, and then there's going to be uh, people selling art. So that's going to be a great time. Come check that out. Uh, what honestly, day is that on? That's on Wednesday. January 8th okay. at Cosmic Charlie's at 7 p.m. I want to say. 7 p.m.? Yeah. And it goes to charity. And obviously that's a huge mission of mine throughout this is to also help people with philanthropy and community service. Um, coming from where I came from, um, that was always a huge thing that my parents wanted me to be involved in. And when situations arose that where... Um, it was time for these actions to be paid forward and to kind of reap the benefits. Um, like when the tornado hit my house, uh, I know that it was so helpful that my parents had been helpful in the community because um, all those hands came back to help in this moment. And it's just been really awesome along with this process for me to help people and uh, to be there for people. And that's what's really cool about Nick is he's always down to goof around and be silly but also um, in moments of serious need he's down to help people and that's what's so cool about this whole community in Lexington in particular why I really want to put a spotlight on the artists is because everybody doesn't want to just be a successful artist they also want to really really talk to people um, that are going through shit and also help them when they're going through the shit uh, but Nick's awesome and um, I don't know really just I'm really excited that he's coming on because it's just been super fun. He's seriously been one of my biggest cheerleaders throughout this whole process. I know anytime that I text him, he's like, yeah, um, you know, whatever you're going through, keep doing what you're doing because you're killing it. Yeah, and I know sometimes I might not be killing it, but he also is there to be like, dude, keep crushing it. And it's, it's you been... You are killing it, though, dude, because you're always grinding, and that's what matters. No, Even on the days you don't feel like you're killing it, you're there putting in the work, you're grinding, man, and it... It'll all come out in the wash, you know. It always will. It's what it takes. I don't know. You've got that shit in spades, man. I, I fucking admire it. I really do. Well, I mean, dude, it's you. You always say that you're an admiration of my work ethic, but I mean, you're doing the same shit for comedy, and that's I, I admire that. It constantly makes me want to keep working hard and to keep busting my ass because I see the success that you have. Like I was saying at the very beginning of the show, is that. It's been so awesome to see your career come to fruition and like all this, these huge things that I can really see you doing one day because you keep grinding, you keep getting after it. And we know that sometimes you're gonna struggle and sometimes you're gonna get your ass kicked. Yeah, but sure. if you just keep being consistent, persevering through these moments, that it's really easy to get lost in the shit. But like, if you do, like you see that we see yeah. the benefits. You gotta yeah. enjoy the process, man. I love the process, fuck it. Uh, I got a new joke. Got a new joke. I wrote Friday. I've used it twice. It worked both times. So I'm fucking feeling good about it. And it may fall on its face every couple of days, but you know what I mean? That's a win. Every time you got a new one, it feels so good, man. It feels so good. And then you don't feel that good again until the next new one. You know? So well, that's, I mean, what, that's what I love about it. Literally, something we're learning in this whole thing is that once you reap the benefits of success, it's really easy to keep taking them in and keep taking them in yeah. or failure, whatever it is. But it's ultimately your choice to be like, all right, I've had enough. 
like it's time to move on and Absolutely. build a new joke yeah. or start keep going to the gym or just yeah. whatever it is that's driving you towards success and I mean or like if you said for instance if you could do a whole set with all your best work what would you say like it would be kind of time time wise uh probably about a half hour because I did back in early in January I want to say January or February this year I did 26 minutes in Parkersburg West Virginia to show up there and it went okay but like it definitely was not a fucking material you know what I mean it wasn't like you know it wasn't as tight as I wanted it to be uh but I've definitely wrote a bunch of more material or of course this year I could trim some of that add some of the new shit I would say I could do 30 for sure I mean I do a lot of 20 minute sets and I don't do all my shit so I would say you know what I would feel comfortable you know at is probably 30 I wouldn't want to stretch it a lot more than that with the material I've got right now I can do whatever you know <laughs> <laughs> I can stay there and talk as long as I need to but uh, you know what I mean that's that's where I would say I'm at right now trying to get just trying to work on a longer act all the time trying to feel that you know get to that 45 get to that fucking 60 you know <laughs> try to get there man well I mean I, I feel like with running or with any experience with big, like physical activity it can be said that it could be the same with comedy that you can't just go out and be like I'm gonna do like a 60 minute set yeah you're gonna look like a fool if yeah, you don't have like, tough, the preparation yeah. and the training yeah. And like you said, you can say whatever you want to and sit up there for 60 minutes, but like it's going to look like dog shit. Yeah, you? man. I mean, yeah. It's like it was at what cost? You know what I'm saying? Like I could sit there and talk as long as I need to, but that's not necessarily the fucking job. It is to make people laugh, you know? And it's like even, you know, even even sometimes you know, I'll crush 20 and then I, I'm like, I feel fucking great. And then I'll leave and I'm like, yeah, but could you crush like that for 30? You know what I'm saying? Like, could you, and then as soon as you do that, you're like, fuck, could you crush like that for 40? You know what I mean? Because ultimately, I need an hour, man. You know what I'm saying? I need an hour. So that's where we're going, man. I don't know. But I love it, man. I like the, I, like I said, I like the grind, man. I like the process. I have a lot of fun hanging out with a lot of cool people, traveling, seeing a lot of cool shit, man. And just kind of riding, riding some shit down a battle along the way. I don't know, man. It's, it's pretty fun, man. It's, uh, I don't know. I can't complain. I live a blessed life, I feel like. I definitely feel like we have a really fun life and that um, we're pretty privileged to get to do what we get to do. We might not be financially the most successful people, but we kind of have this feeling that if we keep doing what we're doing, that yeah. those things, those opportunities will eventually pop up. Yeah, people always say, what, like, uh, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life, all that fucking bullshit. And I never really, like, I always, you know, I always feel like that was bullshit. Still kind of. You know what I'm saying? To some some degree, feel like it's bullshit because it's still work, whether you love it or not. If you're not putting in the work, it's not going to work out. But you know what I mean. Either way, I get what they're saying a little bit uh, from comedy. You know, because I don't know. It's the first thing I've ever done where I'm like, I could definitely, like, not only could I do this the rest of my life, I want to do this the rest of my life. You know, that's why so many comics end up fucking. You know what I mean? Face down in a hotel somewhere on the road out doing fucking gigs at 70, you know, 65 years old. Fucking just a heart attack in a hotel. Because, I mean, it's like, well, I don't know. Why wouldn't you keep doing it? You know what I mean? Why the fuck wouldn't you just keep going? See how good you could be? I don't know. I think I'm not going to lie, Nick. That took a dark turn. But. I'm just, no, no, it's all good. I'm not going to fucking die in a hotel, dude. I'm going to fucking but, live a long, healthy life. But I'm I completely saying, agree. You know, like there's a reason guys keep, you know, chasing it to the end of the world, you know. 
It's, uh, I mean, we definitely know that struggles are going to be an opportunity that's going to happen pretty frequently and things that we're going to have to face often. But the real thing that we, uh, we know is that obviously we both have jobs where we work, but we're also on the side working on other shit. And I think that that is just a testament of how much we really care about this stuff that we're doing because we are willing to sit here and talk right now and just to be fun and to like yeah. take these moments that we could be watching TV or we could be playing video games or we could be doing whatever the heck that we could be doing yeah. or choosing to really be practicing and crafting and just getting better at what we do. And I know that this is an easy medium. Um, you know, we're literally just chilling right now and talking. And yeah. This is so much fun. <laughs> But it's just, I feel like long-form conversation is so important. And I feel like the whole reason that we are such good friends is because yeah. we have conversations yeah, like this. Is, and true. we literally like are willing to just sit here and talk for 25 minutes and we haven't even looked at a cellular device. Yeah. Like, And just having the wherewithal to have conversations that we have and to literally just like have to be friends like we are is one of the main reasons I had to bring you on and I'm, I'm sure going to be one of my reoccurring guests because another huge thing that I want us to talk about is MMA. Yeah. Like you're yeah. you're one of my most knowledgeable friends about that and you're probably one of the reasons why I actually enjoy it as much yeah. as I do. Well, I appreciate that, man. A lot of people have been on me about that, about like, you know, starting a podcast, but they want me to do it with an MMA kind of angle on it and I don't know, man. It's something I would consider. I do definitely love talking MMA, but... I don't know when the time's right. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I, I don't know. It's. I could definitely. I'm good. I could definitely probably consider doing it at some point. But yeah, we'll talk about it on here. Or mm, shit. Sure. I was listening to Rogan and Max Holloway on the way over here earlier. Was that a, a show he did today? Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, yeah. Today. Dude, Max is so fucking cool. Yeah. That guy's so cool. He's just lost his belt Saturday. Fucking still just chin up. Fucking head held high. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause he's. He, I don't know. He takes a loss better than anybody ever, man. I think like he's just such a baller, dude. Mm -hmm. He don't give a fuck. He's, I mean, I'm sure he gives a fuck, but you know, he's just uh, blessed. Lovable. Yeah, he's blessed, bro. I love the way the guy carries himself. Uh, I definitely agree, man. I think he's such a champion, and like he's the truest definition of a champion because Absolutely. he handles the loss so well, yeah. and that's what life really is. And that's why MMA is so cool, is because you have all these guys that they have these physical belts, but it's like really. There are so many guys in the yeah. MMA community we can be like, that guy is a champion. Yes. Yeah. Max said that. He's like, I didn't need a belt to uh, make me a champion. He's like, I am a champion. The belt's just a manifestation of that. <laughs> you know, and it's very true, man. Like, a champion is the way he lives. It's because of the way he lives his life every day. It's not about, you know what I mean? He goes out and wins those belts a couple times a year, you know, two, three times a year, but two, three day, days a year. But he gets to get those belts because of the way he lives all those other days in between. You know what I mean? That's what matters the day-to-day -day fucking grind and it just is that's what uh, that's where a lot of people get lost I feel like people get caught up in it and they lose sight I mean old Overeem got his lip cut in half and was literally smiling after the fight <laughs> and it's just like dude don't smile your fucking lip about to fall off bro was like legit dude. the nastiest thing yeah dude nastiest fucking cut I've ever seen like that I mean I've seen you know you've seen a lot of busted mouths and shit I mean that shit just it was flapping, dude. It fucking flapped. It was treacherous, man. It looked like, like yeah. something from a horror, like a Quentin Tarantino yeah. film. It looked like Alien. <laughs> Alien versus Predator. It looked like yeah. Alien when he opens his mouth. Ugh. Sucked, dude. Yeah. And that was it. I don't know. That was, that was I don't know if that sucked for him, you know. I would say like that's five probably the seconds to go over the fight. 
I don't know. Quincy lost yeah. like three fights in a row, hasn't he? No, I thought he'd won a couple before Maybe that. Maybe he had. I'd, I'd have to look, but I feel like he won his last couple. I don't know, man. That guy's just, he's constantly on the edge of a title shot at all times. You know what I mean? Like, he's two fights away. He knocks out two guys in a spectacular fashion. He's right back fighting for a dinner fight again. And then, you know what I mean? You never know. The heavyweight division. I don't know. He had that fight one though. She was just stayed away from him for five more seconds. He had that fight one. So that's wild. Uh, and then we're having a completely different conversation. Five seconds. Do you know? think that John Bones goes up to heavyweight or do you think that he's gonna stay in light heavyweight, just keep running the the table? I mean he's gonna beat up Dominic Reyes in February. And then uh, he says he's gonna go to heavyweight. I don't know, we'll see. I mean fucking I I watched that uh the press conference uh, for him with him and Reyes uh, last week, he was sitting there two thirty. He said that day he said he'd been up to two forty, kind of testing the waters, seeing. And he says he's just as fast at two forty as he is at two hundred five, but he's just you know stronger. You know, I mean, he just he looked full. He was two thirty. He looked big, man, the other day, and like he, you know, you know, Steve was two thirty for that fucking title fight with DC. DC was in his, what two forty three or some shit. Uh, Steve had been 240-ish, you know, 238, 240, you know, for most of his career, you know, like up until this last five when he realized, you know what I mean, he might want to be able to push a, a harder pace for five rounds, so he got that, you know, he kind of came in leaner, but 230, he's 230 right now, John Jones 230, let's fucking see that shit, <laughs> you know what I mean? There has to be absolutely uh, terrifying for the yeah. MMA community. No, the terrifying thing is Francis Ngannou, though. I think, uh, I'm pretty sure Steve is hurt uh, right now. And uh, so, and he's supposed to fight DC in the trilogy whenever he does come back. So, I mean, that fight, if it does happen, it's that's down gonna, the road. Is that a thing that's on the table? What, Ngannou? No, no, no. DC and... Uh, Steve, yeah, that's the trilogy. Yeah, because, I mean, they, they split one apiece, and then DC's pretty much... He's ready to go anyway. I would say if DC loses again, he'll just retire. Because, I mean, what, what else does he have to prove, man? I mean, the guy's fucking... A legend, and then uh, never been a big DC fan. Yeah, that's fine. You can't deny what he's done. Oh, I know, that's no, a fucking no. monster, dude. And he's built like me, and he's fucking he's built like me, and he's fucking. He really is. Like, he really is like right. built like Go you. Out. Yeah, he's built like me. Like we're the same fucking size. Yeah, the same height and everything. Same height and everything. High reach. He's fucking built like me. The motherfucker out here fighting monsters, you know. <laughs> so let's uh, let's all give him a little round of applause for that shit. But uh, I say if he if he wins, I don't know if he wins, he might retire. But I don't think he will. I think if he wins, he wants Jones one last time at heavyweight. But then if he loses, I think he'll just. Right off in the sunset, just fucking, you know, commentating. Is, really right, is it really riding off into the sunset, though? I mean, yeah, he's got millions of dollars in the bank. I know, we're in the family. Fucking, he, he's already wanted, uh, he already said he wanted to be done at 40 anyway. He's, they're getting him back around, putting a few extra dollars in his pocket, but he can't do it forever, you know? He's an old man. I'm he's just, not, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's a young man's game. He knows that. He's, he's smart. He's making his money, and he's got so many other avenues. He's so great at, you know, he's such a great announcer, man. Why not her commentator, I guess? Whatever. Why wouldn't you just do that, you know? He definitely does kill that part of the game. He kills it, man. And that's something, I mean, I, know, I really enjoy myself. It's getting better all the time, too, because the chemistry between him and Joe and him and, you know, Dominic Cruz is great, too. You know, I don't know. Might as well. I just do that. <laughs> but. Well, um, we've had a really great talk, and um, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, is there anything that you would like to close with or like a closing statement or your mission for the next year for the 2020 and uh, anything coming up uh, that you maybe kind of want to drop other than just that one a couple shows? Uh, no, a couple of shows. My big mission for 2020 uh, is to get my 
I guess I need to say it here so that it's stated and then I have to fucking do it right. Um, I don't know. I don't want to say lose weight because that's the obvious one. But I uh, <laughs> clearly need to do that. But the big goals for the comedy game is fucking get my uh, get a website up and running. Uh, you know, so you guys can keep up with me. Uh, maybe get some merch going on there. Uh, get a YouTube channel going. And uh, probably probably start a podcast you know what i mean that's probably i don't know i feel like that's that's a good place to start right <laughs> those, those things could happen pretty easily so i need to get that going i definitely agree and uh, i appreciate you so much brother um we've had a couple of drinks here and uh, we're having a good old time it's that well, how many days till christmas yeah i know. Uh, seven days for Christmas. Seven days one for Christmas. Uh, we are one week away from Christmas, and I'm sure I'll be seeing my boy Nick a few times before then, but um, we would just like to wish you all happy holidays, and um, as we, uh, everybody's out on the road, be safe. I just want to say thank you all very much for listening, if you're listening right now. Um, it's been a really cool opportunity, and I cannot wait to keep doing what we're doing. Um, like I said, a really huge goal of what we're trying to do here on What the Shuck is to provide a platform for artists in the area and uh, just anybody who has an influential or cool, cool idea that they would maybe like to speak about. Um, but um, I'm going to get off here. Thank you all so much. And uh, me and Nick would just like to say thank you all and have an awesome night. See you guys. <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs>